This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book review show where we take the books in the past week, recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for comics that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. It was a, it was a very heavy week this week, and uh, we, we, we've been very busy, as you probably know. Uh, the holidays are coming up. And uh, normally we have like a, we have we allocate a certain amount of time to reading our comics. I recommended a ton. I know you did as well. Uh, but it was your birthday this weekend, and so we celebrated in earnest in a big bad way. And uh, we were up until three in the morning uh, celebrating your birthday on no. Sunday. Well, yes. And so yes. I just didn't spend any time reading books. And so I like, did. Did you read Nice House on the Lake? No. See, we, we didn't, didn't get a chance to read a lot of other things. Didn't pick it up in physical. That's right. That's right. So that's I right. But I do have that on a pull list, so we get that in that's physical. That's why I didn't read it, because I want to support my local comic book store to kick my stupid hat to work. That's right. But anyway, uh, so we apologize in advance for this late night episode of uh, Off the Rack, but, you know, we were busy. We were very busy and today. Family came by. Family came by twice. twice. And so it really, uh, it ended up just like we kind of. We don't want to be the people being like, listen, you got to go. We got to go talk. We got to, we got to talk about comics. We got to go talk about comics because I really did want to go talk about comics. I did. I, well, that's, I love this show. I love you guys watching the show. If you aren't familiar already, this is the show. Uh, and if you want to help us out, you can subscribe. Uh, that'll be, that'll help us out. We have all, we have 14,000 subs as a result <gasps> of, uh, your uh your, your support and everything we hit 14k just a couple of Dope. days ago uh we also uh we are cr- very slowly trudging our way to 100k over on youtube.com slash comic pop we're gonna uh, get there one day yep uh inevitably one day we will have 100k and who knows what'll happen will will we get a special thing in the mail from youtube they'll will probably you- stop i think they're gonna do that stop doing it literally the day we get it i i know you're joking but like I actually not, believe that. I'm actually not joking. I really do think I'm we not will joking. not get the button. From be, YouTube. There will be no button. I'll have to make my own button. The fact that like YouTube like is an aggregator of data from like numbers and robots. It's just, I don't know. It just feels like, be like I don't think you really, you know, well, you know what? hundred K actually in today's world is, isn't enough. Yeah. It's more like 200 or 500 K. That's when you can get the button. Well, that's like a real channel. That's just gonna happen. I mean, I'm just gonna get a button. Yeah, we'll make one yeah. out of wood. No, tinfoil. There we go. I'll make so, a, I'll make uh, a real good button. If you also want to help support the show, you can also use super chats. You ask a question or comment, like Brian Rollins here, who says, "Late night off the rack. Great seeing the the wasp finally getting her revenge in Darkhold Wasp last week. Hope you all had a great have a great Thanksgiving. Same to you. If you are uh, in the United States." Happy Thanksgiving. Happy food comas. Yes. We will uh we we skipped Elseworlds this week. We're gonna skip it again this week because there's no time. There's no way. There's uh, just no way. Maybe maybe yeah, no, there really isn't. I was gonna be like, maybe we'll do one. I'll be like, no, it's family. No, it's too much shit to do. It's just stuff to be done. But I maybe just... I'll do a stream. Like maybe I'll do like a like you know, like a late night stream at some point. But uh yeah, got a couple of books to talk about. I'm very excited about them. Uh Dan V nine hundred, of course. Uh, happy belated birthday, Tiffany. Hope it was Thank great. Thank you. It was it legitimately was great. We had such a good freaking time. Yeah. And I loved every moment of it. Oh. It was just it was just so much fun. From everything we did, we threw axes, we we ate lots of delicious food, and and we went back to Burkittsville. That's right. Which was a highlight. A true highlight for me. Agreed. So much fun. Alan Drake says, curious if and how we're going to get an MCU Osborne, etc. later. 
How would they approach that after No Way Home? Seems like there'd be an immediate suspicion. Uh, theory, there won't be one. The one we're getting is the one we're getting. That's the end of it. He'll have died. Uh, I'm excited because we're also going to talk about the No Way Home new trailer because we did we're watch that. To. And I'm sick, uh, you know, so that, that it's something to talk about because like there's a lot that dropped. Uh, so we'll get into that as well. Daniel Pietro, uh, haven't caught the show live in a minute. Loving the nice house in the lake and the me you love in the dark. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's all I got there. Yes. Yeah. Literally had this hat. Perfect. Uh, Cosmic yeah. Reader, you deserve that 100K. Thank you very much, Cosmic you Reader. You're very much. kind. Um, yes, that is a reversible Punisher Daredevil beanie. We got it in a Loot Crate box back uh, in better days of YouTube. Back when Loot Crate like sent us stuff let's, and didn't like send it. me let's an email being like, mean. maybe that's going to work better. It is pretty. Not, it's not bad. Yeah, no, I dig it. I dig it quite Hands a bit. Hands off, Tiffany. Don't try to make it better. Nope, just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I'm a little, I'm a little tired. Yeah. <laughs> Could you tell? Yes. <laughs> um, we talked about, we read Supergirl. I guess I we should talk about it. I, wait, how many books did you read? Two. I read a bunch, so I'm going to start. All right, kick it off then. Forget Let, Let's you. talk about that. Let's talk about some books I read. Why not? We, let's talk about Moon Knight. Yeah, Moon Knight. People I, are loving this book. And I it's, legit read this book. Yeah. It's written by Jed McKay. With our by Alessandro Capuccio. By the way, me saying that means like I didn't actually legitimately read the other books. Mm -hmm. But I did. But you did. I did. It is legitimate that you read uh, those books. I gotta tell you, I'm kind of digging on this this series. So I far. know, um, I know. And and this the cover is, is freaking amazing. This cover is freaking amazing, and it really fits quite a bit. Um, oh, good. This the Jed tells this story in such a way where it's like we have like a then story and a now story so it's like the then is him talking to his therapist and like really getting into the heart of it and like she ain't pulling punches anymore and i really appreciate that <laughs> yeah and then it's like the adventure moon Knight's going on in this issue which by the way there's like literally a moment where like um oh who is it what's his name is it terry mm. um comes to him or like uh yes yeah, terry um He's told that like Terry's spooked by something. So he goes to talk to Terry and Terry is like, you know, I know who's like been like after you and like listening in and all that stuff. It's like, it's the guy named soldier who we met in a previous issue. Right. Yeah. And like, as this is going down and they like find his like hidden hideaway with like this orgy of evidence there. And I'm like, so Terry's the bad guy. Right. Mm -hmm. So Terry's the bad guy. Right. Like it was just written <laughs> in such a way where I was like, I mean, like you're not like you're I, not... I'm like anyone reading this immediately knew Terry was the bad guy, yeah, clearly. But instead, you know what? It doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, it's really about the fact that it turns out that Soldier was actually part of Hydra at one point, mm. and then like has kind of given it up, and so like you immediately think like, oh, or you're supposed to immediately think like, oh, it probably is him. Ugh. So like Moon Knight goes to talk to his mom. Okay. And his mom like gives him the lowdown. We don't hear it. It's all him like talking about his therapy. And like I, if you haven't like been reading this, this is just really great uh, in terms of him talking about why he followed Kanchu right after you know being raised in a you know in in a Jewish household exactly. Um, and it, it's just it's just good stuff. Like the therapy stuff, good stuff. The Avenger part, good stuff too. Except for the fact that you know it's Terry. Um, right. But like Moon Knight discovers that he's just like you know terry's a pawn and like he's like you know chained to a radiator or there's like a bomb that's gonna go off and like the person on the other side of the the walkie-talkie or whatever is like oh like just show us who you really are by abandoning him because he's not worth saving he's uh, scum. And, like okay. 
Terry's like, I'm not, or Soldier's like, I'm not, I'm not worth saving. Like, Moonland's like, mm. all right, I'm not going to leave you here. And so he ends up saving him. Okay. And then it's dope. And then we get the reveal of it being Terry. And I'm like, <laughs> you're like, yeah. Uh huh. Why is the last page real? And it's like, and, because. But that's not the last page reveal. The oh. last page reveal is Terry standing up and putting a mask on and being like, call me Zodiac. And Tiffany's brand media was like, whoa, that whoa. villain from Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider run? No. Because that's mm -hmm. Zodiac spelled with a K, Zodiac spelled with a C, which is often like a team yes. of like Zodiac themed individuals. Right. But this person's just going by the name of Zodiac. So either A, we're doing something a little different. I think there was actually also a villain named Zodiac with a C. I'm sure. Or we're, we forgot that it's spelled with a K. I think that's that what other it is. person. I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. That'd be fun if it was know. really Zodiac from the Moon Knight or from the It would, it would be interesting too, because like historically speaking, he doesn't have this here. He has like a chain around his neck and a lock. And I'm like, that's a good look. Yeah. Um, he has like an unk in the past. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yes. Moon Knight, but I don't think that's the way that they're going. But mm. regardless, I really honestly enjoy this issue quite a bit, but mainly because of the therapy conversation right. and like just the duality of like him, like, you know, going on adventure and like doing whatever. Um, but it was just, it was really well written and it had a good time. So, you know, good on you, fun, Jed McKay. Fun, fun stuffs, fun stuff. All right. Fun stuff's all around. Hey, your boy Chips Ahoy says, uh, if, I know you said you don't plan on doing it on back issues, but if you haven't been keeping up with Radiant Black, it's really good. Uh, yes, I've read some of Radiant Black. I haven't read enough of it to be able to say, like, I love this series. Uh, but I did end up actually talking to Kyle Higgins for, like, a while uh, at a party, like, a couple months ago or a month ago. This is huge. <laughs> I said, like a party. I was at a party. I, well, I, I had to hype I it up. Just, it wasn't like I was, I was just, at the Scott Tober party. Just, I was just doing this, and I got to watch Donny Cates and Scott Snyder talk to each other, just rubbing elbows. Was it? No, it was Stegman and Capullo. I got to watch. I got to watch Donny Cates and Scott Snyder make Ryan Stegman and Greg Capullo shake hands. Make it, them do it. Well, because they, they were like, this is like they were meeting each other. And I was like, I'm like watching JLA Avengers right now. I'm looking at these two like artists that anyone would kill to see on a book in today's world shake hands. I'm like, this is really cool. Right. It's a cool, it's a cool moment. But uh, but Kyle was like, we talked about how he like he loves that book, Radiant Black, and he's like uncompromising with that series. Like he knows how to write that to be like a trade, but he's like, I don't think about it that way he wants each issue to feel like a satisfying rewarding experience so it's like if he ever decides or gets canceled uh he, not him but the book right. uh then you still get a complete story right right, right. Uh, which which is really important to, there, him. There, to, to answer the much chatter in there there's many a zodiac and, and different iterations of either being a team an individual or like i said like there's zodiac with a k as well which is not who this is but hopeful tiffany kind of hoped it was yeah because it's a little more in the wheelhouse i mean like they're trying to make moon Knight a little more like grounded and street level which yes. i appreciate but when you think about like the you know connection with a god and like uh a a, a supernatural or the street like, level supernatural kind of thing a ghost rider and moon knight should be on a team together right because it's like they're both like given like gifts by like via like mistruths and you know such yeah. and i'm like so I, i'm like ooh, i'm grasping at straws here people <laughs> <laughs> well scuba says i forgot to donate with my previous comment my bad keep up the great work oh pals no problem scuba That's don't fun. worry about Thank it you're, you. you're great to have you wait was there an earlier comment by them uh he says uh i don't really read comics but i love your banter keep up the great work pals hey, I found happy it. to do it scuba thank you so much man um glad we caught you 
so yeah, there's there's plenty more to talk about. I'm looking forward to it. Let's so, hear it. I'm gonna give a shout out to a random book I picked up actually a couple weeks ago, yes. and I just finished reading it. Oh great! Today, um, it's a Comicsology original. Oh, yeah. What do you think it is? Astonishing Tales. Nah, man. By the way, it's ending, and it's a great series. So if you haven't already checked out Comicsology originals, Astonishing Tales, uh, read it. It's great. No, I picked up the All Nighter. The All Nighter. The All Nighter. I don't know that one. Written by Chip Zdarsky. With art by Jason Liu. Oh. Um, it's the team. Now I feel like a poser. I didn't know that. It's the team behind the Eisner Award. Uh, the Eisner Award winning team behind Afterlift. Oh. This is an interesting one, folks. I got to tell you, uh, if you have a little extra scratch uh, and you like Zdarsky's work and you like things that are like superhero themed, mm-hmm. this might be for you. Um, I... Listen, I'm gonna have to give away like the twist because the twist immediately <laughs> is revealed, so it's really not a big deal. Zdarsky was like, "How dare you!" It's a bunch of vampires, and one of them loves superhero movies and becomes a superhero like at night. Okay, that's fun. And like, there's obviously like they like people can't know about vampires, and there's people who are preventing them from like letting like you know like, you can't let that out, that yeah. secret out. And like this kid's bored, he wants to do something more with it, so he like literally sees a mugging going down in an alleyway takes some random laundry ties around his face a la daredevil and like beats them up okay and then flees yeah and then he ends up like doing it more and more and getting a costume together and Mm -hmm. and there we are so i'm like i i have to see where this series is going the art is solid the coloring in this book is great look 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 at this like daredevil oh yeah look at that like costume and sequence yeah um so it's a lot of layers to it. And, um, you know, you've got like the classic, like a couple of little trope things where there's like a, a young girl. She's a vampire, but she's like 40 something years old. You right. Know of course. I mean? Yeah. So like she's very mature for her age. Um, but fun. I really enjoyed this. I picked it up mainly because of that cover because I found that cover to be so, so engaging. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to it that I actually got a chance to sit down and finish it up. And I enjoyed it. Nice. That's it. Nice. That's all I got. Only three bucks. Three bucks. You could check it out. <laughs> and you should. And you should. Uh, Assaults says, happy to catch the show live. I remembered Sal mentioning Spider-Man chapter one and decided to check it out. And it's interesting to say the least. Yeah. Uh, and then a crying emoji. Right. Because it's not. It's not. It's terrible. It's a horrible <laughs> book. Uh, it's like some of John Byrne's worst work I've ever oh. seen. Uh, Cat Lawyer will defend for treats. Says... <laughs> Are you planning on seeing Hitmonkey yet? I thought it was a lot of fun and love mature action animation. Uh, hopefully we'll get a Hitmonkey run. I have not seen it. I f- didn't realize it was out already. I probably will not be watching it. I'm not a huge Hitmonkey fan. I just don't care. But like, I'm glad that it's there. I'm glad it's hitting the... I hope it's hitting the audience that it deserves because like, you know. I'm just getting over Catler will defend for treats. Right? It's always good to know that you have a cat attorney in your pocket if you have the treats to back it up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh greg koshman says hey guys first time catching you live thank you both for your opinions tiffany is the reason why i read saga that was a great back issues well thank you so much and 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 get yourself ready because it's coming back in january damn right yeah yeah and all the time that has passed passes in universe in that book yeah so so that's what vaughn has stated is that what he's doing it's about it's about that amount of time will have shifted so i think it's a terrible idea time jump Yep, I think that time jump is a horrible idea. Because here's the thing, that book will be done one day, one day sooner than later, and uh, when you're reading it, you'll be like, why did they do this arbitrary time jump? Maybe they'll explain it. 
I'm, I'm sure they will, but I'm just saying like they weren't planning on doing that jump Listen. until they were taking that hiatus. Listen. Listen. Yeah. You're just happy it's coming back. You don't care what version it is. Yeah. Okay. Also, you don't know how good it might be or not be. You, okay. It might be totally amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I listen. I'm sure it will be amazing. I'm sorry, you're just you're not on the saga bandwagon. No, I'm not. Young Goku of nine thousand. Fear State is finally over. Feels like in this Williamson era, Batman was the one character that always sort of stuck. Very curious, what's next? No Joker. Well, we'll see, man. Uh, I will say that I did get a chance to read not the book, but I read some of. The Batman Secret Files, The Gardener, number one. And uh, this is another of, this is the last of the James Tyne and the fourth characters he invented. And uh, it's just a big, dumb joke at this point. <laughs> I'm just so sick of these goddamn new characters and how, like, backpattingly self congratulatory these self flagellating people are. Like, oh yeah, we did it. We did another home run. I'm sure somebody liked it. I'm sure they did. No, no. And the funny thing is, if the gardener had been in the character that James Tynion the Fourth had created this year, maybe it would have been a really cool idea. If 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 if, if Ghostmaker <laughs> was <laughs> so the gardener is retconned to be a person who like was a lover of Pamela Isley during her period between when she was a doctor and when she became poison Ivy. She's a, it's just like, okay, enough's enough. There's nothing to do with the gardener's like persuasion or design. Honestly, the design is like, who cares? It, rolls in like she's amanda waller with plants and it's just like give me a goddamn break at this point it's enough enough's enough it's i didn't read it i can't i can't no it's just it's just like she she shows up at the end of the freaking fear state thing and she's like yo batman here's what's going on and batman's like what's your story and i'm like who gives a shit batman don't ask (laughs) like batman would be like oh my god not another one (laughs) i'm going to new york screw this just like wow and it's just it's amazing because like we're in this really weird like recyclable period of comic books uh not like the books themselves being recyclable but rather like uh you know there's a new hotness in town i'm the sheriff around these parts and i'm gonna dictate what's happening with the line and then i leave the company and then the company does their efforts to make it so i never existed well we'll see maybe i don't we'll see what happens i mean like james is a big friend he's a good friend of joshua williamson scott snyder like everyone who's involved at dc so like they don't have a. it's not like when bendis left marvel and they were like don't use any bendis characters anymore but like that's what they do they like reflexively don't use the characters of peoples who like are original that like who leave the company right so i'm like i'm wondering how many of these characters will be insisted upon with james not being there to mm. like shepherd them or, or insist upon them sure sure probably very few just like oh i i honestly i and the gardener by the way i've seen like this character was created like a year ago yeah it's just it's just that like we finally got like an origin for them and i, I was like oh yeah like it was I, yeah, it came I, up I, today i'm like oh yeah i remember seeing the character at least it, like in name right at some point the gardener it's like the boulder the boulder uh, transact guy just moved to the u.s to start my phd in physics big thanks to you four for helping with the transition <gasps> well, well welcome good, good luck with that that's that's that is nothing it's no easy thing. That's it. That's what I was trying to say. But like I said, yep, no brain. 
Dan V900, I may have missed you two talking about it before, but when it comes to Comics College Originals, did you either of you read Clear by Snyder and Banapal? Yes, I read Clear. Uh, it's good. It's actually, I think, the best of the Snyder, Scott Tober books. Mm. Though I have not read Night of the Ghoul, uh, but mm. I I did. like I, I had access to it like months ago. Uh, but, you know, good use of the word ghoul. No, I liked I liked Clear a lot. The Manipal art's great, but like the premise is just it's one of those things where they talk about how like there's a book like there are books made for this time period. And like Clear is one of those books. It's it, it's Blade Runner meets like Dixon Hill meets like the metaverse. Okay. So it's like, oh, OK, it's a really cool idea. Um, Algie, try helping us out. Thank you very much, Algie. Really appreciate it, man. So what else we got? Um, I did read Darkhold Wasp. Yay! This week. Good, good. Um, this is written by Jordi Belair with art by Claire Rowe. Mm-hmm. Um, continuing that like random Darkhold series. Yes, so, hoping to reach the heights of the first book you read from I the feel Darkhold. Like they should not have kicked off with Iron Man, but maybe that's just me. It's just <laughs> so strong. And that this, not that this wasn't strong because this had its own strength. It wasn't the same type of horror, but like had this amazing like retro vibe to it That's cool. in everything it's about, but it is very much about um, the relationship between um, Janet and uh, Hank. Yeah. And, you know, we have the slap happens in this as well, but like he's a bastard in this from the get go. Right. So it's like, this is a different place. Mm-hmm. It's a different, like, yeah, he's not like, misunderstood. He's no, no, a no, 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 no. He is definitely very much like a, yeah, just he's just a dick right um and you know, janet at one point runs into kang and they have like a very brief conversation that kind of sticks with her mm-hmm. and we just watch janet questioning everything um that she has going on in her life right now yeah until we get to the end where we see like the dark path that she went down yeah and it's the the last few pages are really well like done the whole thing is very well done and, and great looking um but those last few pages i was like yeah that's pretty dope right yeah i think i liked this slightly more than the blade one but right. i still like the iron man one the best oh like, sure. so far that has been like my best like my favorite but like i like that kind of horror as well mm-hmm. um these seem to be in different veins of horror styles and so right all of them may not hit with you because horror is a very like, individual thing i feel like yeah um but i still enjoyed it and like i said like the art i i would like to see more from this artist mm. um again just because of that like kind of like retro looking oh like, yeah that's style really good stuff. to it yeah i like it like even with the superhero stuff right like, just old but new yeah that's fun looks cool yeah old but refined old but refined i like it that's sure. nice yes uh what else we got uh i also read shang chi yes i was hoping so when i saw it on the list i was like oh man did you read shang i sure did and it's still great i just really love this book it's it's yang man gene and yang like knows what they're doing and uh and and delivers just it's just like so well written i like the art like has been great yes um and it continues to be incredible like it's just getting better and better and i I don't know, man. Like, it's just such a fun book. And you have Marina, you've been sleeping on it. Like, we're at like issue six, six. now. So a trade's got to be on the horizon. Oh, yeah. This you, should be the trade, actually. Yeah. Six. If you're like waiting, like, it shouldn't be, though, because of where this ends. Oh, then maybe um, it won't be. But like, it's just, it's just fun. You're just having a good time. Other characters are in it, you know? Like, yeah. You know, we get Thor in this one. Um, we also get like, I just, there's just, like well, Iron Man. Yeah, well, it's really like fun little panels like this. They're not like yeah. big splash panels. No, but it's like, here's the universe. Right. But I just, I love the way it looks. I love this like moment because it's like, 
the like Iron Man, Cap, Spider Man, Mister Fantastic. We've seen them in the past books. They come back. Wolverine's also in the past ones, but he's not part of their little cabal. But like right. a cosmic cube is missing, and so they go to get it because they're like Shang took it. Yeah. And um, Spider Man's there to be like, maybe it's a mistake. Hmm. Maybe it's a mistake. We don't know. Right. We don't know. Um, it all goes awry. A fight breaks out, and like Shang's side is winning, and so that's when Iron Man calls in Thor. Um, and Shang's brother goes and runs off and gets the sword that he said his father had created, which could like harness the the power of thunder as well. And so mm-hmm. he takes that and like he like transforms basically, and they have this big epic brawl, right? Because it's like not that I don't think Shang Chi couldn't maybe take on Thor, Thor but it's like it, it helps. Yeah, he'd need a he'd need an advantage. It helps a little, so they have like a really dope fight, and there's this really fun little moment where like Iron Man, Cap, and Spider Man are watching it, and like. <laughs> you know, like Iron Man's like, oh, he's holding his own, and like Cap's like against Thor, and Spider Man just goes, good for him. <laughs> oh, I'm like, that's nice. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's the reveal of where the Cosmic Cube is, and then it puts Shang in a very uncomfortable position mm. where he kind of has to make a choice. Um, and so we see the ramifications of that, and you know, get an idea of where this series might going with the return of a character from Shang's past, and we'll see where it goes. I'm not going to ruin it for you good. at all, but like. This book has just gotten better with every issue, in my opinion. Fair. Like, it's just the writing's just great. The story's like really well paced because at first it seems like it's just going to be one of those books where you're just like slamming Marvel characters in it to get you to buy it. But then it turns out they're all there for like a reason because like uh, Young is just doing a really great job of like obviously taking something of a mandate where they must have been like try to get some of the other characters in there oh, totally. and like making something out of it a little bigger. It's nice. Um, and then the art, like I said, has just gotten incrementally better. I always loved looking at this book because it gives you that like still superhero feel without making it like cookie cutter. Yeah. So like, it's just a delight. Like this book. Yay. Just highly Please recommend. More. Please make more. We'll, we'll buy. For <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, good, cool. good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, I uh, I we I read Dark Ages number three. Chance, this so is from Tom Taylor it. and Iban Coelho. Uh, Dark Ages, of course, is the Tom Taylor uh, deceased slash Arkham whatever the hell. Uh, what is that? Injustice universe. It's an mm. alternate Marvel universe where the lights go out and everyone's got to kind of like band together and make a fun kind of like LARPing universe. Spider Man's the main narrator of it, so you know it's got my buck. Uh, yeah, the last story, uh, Mystique impersonated Captain America and lured Cap- uh, Tony Stark into the uh, clutches of Apocalypse, who is trying to, you know, turn the lights back on or at the very least c- take control of the Earth itself. And he's brainwashed a number of other prominent big brains in the Marvel Universe, including Reed Richards. Uh, in this story, this issue in particular, the heroes put it together uh, and they send Quicksilver for to reconnoiter and they uh, they take over his mind because Purple Man is in the employ of Apocalypse. And so they send Quicksilver back and like basically just redirect and point him at them. Quicksilver wrecks everybody uh, before not uh, for for about one second before Jean Grey is able to turn him off. But uh, unfortunately, in that time, um, Johnny Storm, the Human Torch is a casualty. And uh, it sends Sue Storm over the edge. And it's a really cool fight and a really great uh, expression of character. Once again, Tom Taylor gets these characters. He likes these characters. He doesn't kill them for fun. He doesn't kill them for shock value. He does it either because he loves those characters and he wants to see a really cool scene 
of characters like you know giving their final heroic moment mm -hmm. or uh, to service the story and the narrative that he's constructing and this does both yeah and uh, dark ages continues to be just like a fun joyful read uh set in a different universe that is very similar to the one you know but with uh the stakes that of an alternate universe which means that anything can happen uh, plus characters are married and adults or have children and right. you know anything can can happen and we're we're just focusing on these heroes just being fun and and, and heroes um and I, I think we talked about the, the the tom taylor thing before the idea that like people really want to see tom taylor like on justice league or a batman book and it's like this is the kind of fun you can have with tom taylor where the stakes are relatively low because it's in another universe but as a result he can infuse like the genuine character that you would expect into uh, a book that you would hope to see in a mainstream title uh, in this, in the regular continuity but instead is able to do whatever he wants because like it's not technically canon right uh, but right. you do get to see what he's doing with like superman for example yeah and maybe that's why for me at least his like brief hellblazer right like um was black so... label book was not didn't really hit yeah me. Also, yeah it wasn't great uh no that book was not very good but uh the other one the size Spurrier book was excellent and uh, so if you're looking for some hellblazer read size Spurrier's if hellblazer. something modern yeah modern yet excellent uh, yes for sure and, and a fair portrayal of the character but in dark ages uh good stuff and, and you get to see apocalypse like be apocalypse be manipulative but also like have a lair with other heroes and villains and uh the the last page reveal is that they're we're, we're not done with these characters and we're not done like having big surprises with fun fan favorite moments. So you should check out this issue if you want to see some stuff. Um, but again, it, you know, if you're looking for like symbiotes and stuff, you'll have to wait until the next issue. I guess we don't have to question uh, what he doing. No, we know what apocalypse be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's trying <laughs> to take over like yeah. always. I mean, you know, what a shocker. <laughs> uh, uh Jarell Fraser says good evening i hope you're staying warm was anyone Cheers. else confused by the saga taco bell commercials existence we literally okay so we had the opportunity to go see uh ghostbusters in a safe way um but um we went to like there was like a sub place nearby yes. and so we decided to go grab a couple of sandwiches beforehand to eat and then we'd go to see the movie right and like they had a tv in there and as we were waiting I heard the I, I had seen something like my phone tried to push a notification to me about Taco Bell and a commercial, but I didn't look at it. I was like, get it. You don't know me phone. You don't yeah. know me. So I didn't look at it. Turns out I should have looked at it. But this commercial's on. I turned around and I literally did that movie thing where I'm like going closer to the TV. Like, <laughs> what? What's, what's happening like right. if for some reason if i get closer to it, I, I'll understand more so what, what's occurring in front of me. Yeah. No, they just literally made a deal with, I guess, Vaughn and Staples and, and put two, two Marco cosplayers in this. Yep. Yep. And you should also point out, based on this photo alone, uh, they talk about uh, so somebody criticized it by being like, boy, you know, they what the hell? Yeah. But uh, they do give. They copyrighted them there. And like they do give credit like at least they did that yeah so you know get a taco read some saga <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna be a good yeah day. taco bell the official food of the saga universe apparently apparently but yeah that was interesting yeah uh we did see ghostbusters uh afterlife and we enjoyed it yes by the way to someone who was asking if i'm reading if i'm drinking coffee at 10 it's tea it's tea it's and it's non-caffeinated tea mm. there you have it i am having caffeine but it doesn't affect me but i just want it to be warm yeah 
that's really just what I'm doing. Should I talk about sword number 10? I think you should because you read that book and people are anticipating your opinions about it. So why not? I read sword number 10 because I like sword. This is written by Al Ewing with art by Jacopo Camagni. Not thrilled about that cover, but I got to be honest with you. I got I to be honest with you. I'm not thrilled about the art throughout this entire book. Mm. Like sometimes I'm like, like when they're drawing, like when, when he's drawing storm. They're having a great time. It's just, it's like clear the love of storm yeah and like so you get like these panels of like her you know doing being storm being storm calling doing, down the lightning doing weather like just just like yeah it's great that's a great cover or that's a great just, image and just gorgeous yeah. right and i'm just like yeah and like when they're not drawing storm they couldn't care less when they're not drawing storm you get panels like this with cable and i'm like what is this position why is his head so small? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Uh -huh. Anyway, what I do know is happening in this book or in this issue is that it's very much about WizKid. WizKid is completely narrating this and it's all like, there's like an opening sequence and I, I really appreciated it, right? Because mm -hmm. like, Takashi is, you know, he's got the ability to kind of build any sort of tech. Yeah. Right? And, um, he is also paralyzed. Mm -hmm. He had a, I think he says he had a T11 injury. Okay. And as a person who can get around, no problem. Right. Like, obviously sometimes we all have like those kinds of thoughts, like what would that would be like? Right. right. And like, I gotta tell you, I feel like they did a, a, a good job of like really making me think on that again, because sure. they, they seem like waking up and like just a little bit of his routine in the morning. Right. The, right? Just the effort it takes. Yeah. The effort and like, you know, he talks about having like the, the the hover chair and how it's like you know very Xavier like mutant text shaped and all that stuff. But like, mm -hmm. also talks about the fact that he's like I like he has dyslexia, and um, as someone who like not diagnosed but clearly suffers the tiniest little bit with certain things, where it's just really an inconvenience and not an actual like problem sure. necessarily for me. Mm -hmm. But like, I was like, oh wow, that's like you got a lot going on here, but you do have like this incredible ability to like do all this tech stuff. But like, you know, growing up because he had this severe dyslexic um, issue going on that mm -hmm. like he had to convince people that he was smart because he couldn't do like the test part of it. Right. Could, like, do like build things. Yeah. Yeah. So we got that going on. Right. Then he's got the Krakoan side of it where it's like they give him medicine. You could just make it so he doesn't. Well, they that. give him, they give him medicine to deal with the dyslexia. So that helps him. But like, People look at him like, like on Krakoa, like, why are you still paralyzed? Right. Why aren't they? Why didn't they fix you? Why didn't you just die and just get right back? Yeah. And he's like, because I don't want to do that. <laughs> so it's like, I really, I really appreciated this, like, insight to this, because as we found out in the last issue, WizKid is the mole mm. who's feeding Gyric information. Right. Right. And like, he's very high on himself. He's yeah. just like, does that make me sound like I have an ego? Like, maybe. Yeah. Whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't really care. Um, lot there's a lot of like fighting going on here there's like WizKid talking like executing his plan which is to like short out communication so they can't talk to brand and then like go to where cable is and like take cable out of the equation okay right cable is old man cable so immediately he's like trying to like he knows something's up yeah and so he's like trying to use like guilt or whatever to like test him to see what he does you know he uses his abilities in order to take over cable's arm to like knock him down for a second then yeah. like he ends up taking him out right okay meanwhile the lethal legion 
that was sent there to like go after Zandra. Yeah. Um, who had shown up as a, on a diplomatic mission um, from the Shi'ar Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, they they deal with them, but it turns out that the actual like first lethal legion that showed up was just like there to get a translo like a location lock onto where to send the next sets of them. Yeah. So we're going to be dealing with that. But at the end of this, like Wiz Kids, like initial or his mission was to make um, the peak okay and so he does oh no like he blows it up and like it's like crumbling and like gyrick's like cool you did it like i didn't think you'd actually do it i thought you'd like betray me but you actually did it mm-hmm. but i'm gonna betray you <laughs> yeah right and so like in Wizkid this whole time is like you know like he's trying to figure me out they're always trying to figure me out um, so I give him the answer that he wants to hear because like, I don't want him to be able to figure me out that kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he's sitting there and all of a sudden you see these like white and like green bubbles mm-hmm. because he, but he's like, he's like, listen, he's like, yes, like I did betray them, but like triple agent unlocked. This is all brands plan. Oh, I was like, of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. There's no way Abigail brand didn't make this happen. Right. Cause he's like, yeah, like you think I'm gonna betray these people? Right. Like their their medicine like keeps it so that I don't have dyslexia and like if something happens, and to one me, day I, I could I always come, come back. Right. And like I am like a second in command on like a huge space station at like just 18 years old. Right. You think they're gonna give me this sort of opportunity? Like get, screw you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally. And so like we see this communication earlier where it's like brands like morning routine where like she has like breakfast which she has like all this coffee and like does all these things. Right. And then all of a sudden she goes missing and you're like, what did he do to her? Right. Well, basically they're using like tech to like telepathically talk to one another. Okay. Um, and like that he's got to play along and like, let them like scan him and do whatever. And like, we just won't bring anything else in, but you got to like get in to Gyrick's operation. Yes. Right. And like, we see his like a close up of his face and there's something really teeny tiny next to him. Mm-hmm. And then we zoom in and it's Abigail brand with pin particles or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Like she's like, you she's know, like, Midge! right. She's like, you know, let's be humble. Like after all, like it wasn't a mutant who invented pin particle technology. She's just <laughs> super tiny. And I'm like, it's awesome. All right. Yep. I'm in. Cause like when I first found out that it was whiz kid, I was like really disappointed. I was like, <laughs> Oh, Mm-hmm. oh all right fine yeah how did she not know that oh, right because... oh because she did know she it she did that's awesome because she did because she's like just playing like fifth dimensional checkers <laughs> chess yeah they're over there like playing with sticks in the sand <laughs> at least i am i don't know <laughs> cosmic reader says wow someone at taco bell is a big fan of saga i hope so uh, Ruben Gonzalez uh, just moved back to New York, but here's a little something for your awesome content. Well, thank you so much. Welcome back. Welcome back, Ruben. Uh, Not that we're from New York, but we're but we're, we're close we're, enough. We're basically siblings. Enzo Padilla or Padilla says, "Hey guys, love the show. Just wanted to know your thoughts on Taylor's Nightwing and Inferno so far. Have a good one. Dick is the best Robin. Uh, Tim is the best Robin, but Dick, Dick is, is the best close Robin. Second. No, you're right. You're uh, absolutely right. But Enzo. Nightwing is great. Uh, it's continuing to be good. It's a it's a fear state tie-in right now. But Taylor's doing the best he can with what he has. Um, you know, but I'm not reading any of these fear state bullshit. Uh, that being said, if you wanted to, Nightwing is still good. Uh, and the book is the, the book is spectacular. Uh, Inferno is also spectacular. If Inferno has me at the edge of my seat and yeah. like makes me mad, 
because right. it's so good, but like it's so frustrating. Exactly. Because it's well written and it's just like you're watching things crumble. Um, but no, yeah, Dick is the best. Rapper. Totally. Uh Thorn Identity. <laughs> what? No, he's not. Tim is. Tim is the best. <laughs> Dick was the best when there was only one. Yeah. Uh Thorn Identity had a crap day. You two cheer me up. Thanks. Well, thank you, well, Thorn thank Identity, you. for being here, man. Thank yeah. you so much for hanging out with us. And uh, you know, thanks for your contributions. Um Comics Kings, hey guys, have a happy and healthy Thanksgiving. Super thankful for you guys and what you do for the community. Well, thank you, Comics Kings. And we are super thankful, super thankful for our community, not only here on Comic Pop Returns, but on Comic Pop Prime as yes. well. So thank you guys. And why not also for Comic Pop Shorts? And Comic Pop Shorts, sorry. Which we we passed 600 subs over there. <gasps> yeah. If you're looking for TikTok videos, go check it out. Uh, so yeah, um, Supergirl, number uh, four, I believe, five five yeah i wish it was out. four because then i'd have more yeah but then go. only three more to go which is actually pretty great uh tom king bill kazevely this is uh you know going to be hailed as one of the most classic supergirl runs uh you know or the very least supergirl graphic novels you can pick up uh yeah. obviously you know it's continuing the story the saga of supergirl assisting ruth in her quest to slay the man who killed her father and it's just uh, true grit in space, which who cares? It's fine. That's what, you know, I'm down. But when King came on the show and pitched it basically as that, it was like, yeah, uh, well, I want to watch that or read it at the very least. Yeah. In this one, um, uh, they come achingly close to exacting bloody revenge against the aggressor that they've been chasing the whole book. Krem. Uh, Krem. And they are thrown into a portal via magic, which, of course, Supergirl is susceptible to. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are marooned on a planet which is infested with giant dinosaur monsters and uh, warmed by a green kryptonite sun. It's uh, spectacular visuals and a uh, tremendous, you know, kind of bottle episode of an issue uh, where it's just basically highlighting the trials and tribulations of each of these. It's showing, showcasing the heroism of Supergirl and watching Kara, like, do what she can uh, with what she has, which is, of course, like, being essentially poisoned by the sun itself and enduring 10 hours of poison and like misery yep. waiting for the sun to finally fall so that she can uh, at least muster the vestiges of her power so she can free herself and Ruth and continue their quest. Yes. Uh, she does remark that this planet apparently was engineered or at the very least picked out for cal slash superman yes. as a prison he was stranded there for about 45 minutes before the justly came and, re and recovered him but it was like dying he said and that's a lot says, says a lot since he did die and the book makes effort to actually explain to mm -hmm. you that this is in a, in a world where doomsday exists and superman did yeah, he said it was worse yeah it was like it was excruciating right and she's like which is you fought doomsday yeah you fought doomsday you were beaten by like a bony monster that is the embodiment of the 90s and uh this the was the 90s punched you right in the face yeah it's many pouches right he didn't have any pouches. i know which is like a real shame yeah but like you know what for every pouch he had a bony protrusion instead but yeah uh it's an amazing issue uh as the series continues to be uh i like i just realized now that the font for supergirl is a western type font yeah so, you know, yeah, uh, there you go. But in any case, uh, great message at the end. I don't want to ruin it. For, I'm not, they get away. I mean, what do you want from me? But like the 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 the, the effort that is put in, uh, Ruth's heroism, her sacrifices, and uh, Kara's kind of like embracing of her own kind of greatness, you know, where she's like, mm -hmm. 45 minutes, 
10 hours of being like poisoned by the sun. Yeah. It's pretty dope. It's a really cool story. It uh, is. And yeah. as the series is going on, and I think about all the comics I've read this year. Yes. And like, I've really enjoyed so many different series this year. Like, you know, I, I, I'm telling you, like, I'm so high on Shang-Chi. I yes. love the nice house on the lake. I love the me you love in the dark. There's just so many series out right now. Yeah. There's something about my excitement. Every time we get a new issue of Supergirl. Supergirl comes out. Yeah. Like there's just something different about it. Yeah. Um, and like that, how it hits me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This this might be my favorite book of the year. Wow. High praise from Tiffany. <laughs> uh, and, and I will say, you know, it's and a, it has nothing really to do with magic. No. So I feel like but except they use a magic portal in this. Right, issue. but like overall, it's not a magic. There's portal. not like magic order came back. Nice how the lake uh supernatural alien really entities there. Yeah. But horror. Right. Love horror too. Me love in the dark. Supernatural entity. And this yes. book, I'm like, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. The art is just spectacular. I love the way Evelyn um renders Carr's emotions in this. Oh, yes. Just so good. Yeah. And the monsters, well, the dinosaur monsters in this. They're dinosaurs. And it's fun to see. They're so good, though. Yep. Uh, Building off of your your point about how many books there are and how many good books there are, uh, I will just, just take it as an opportunity to say there are there there's a huge spectrum of comics available on a weekly basis. And so many of them cover the gamut of genres and um like ages and interests interests and there is basically a book for everybody Mm -hmm. like there at least a book if not like two or ten books for everybody the comic book industry is producing some fantastic work now Mm -hmm. and like there is something for everybody and regardless of my like you know kind of like eh, i don't want to say cynical but at the very least realistic viewpoint about how like a lot of these comic books are movie pitches with pictures in them um at the very least on the indie level uh, a lot of these are just made for the love of the comic and even those that are made you know or 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 suspected to be movie pitches or tv pitches are are also still comic books and i'm i'm i've been saying this for years just like it's part of the new language like if you're making an independent comic book you're probably also gonna try and get it picked up by a series because like it will open doors for you you can sure. become a producer you can write more work and like no one in who, who loves comics and loves comic book creators wants to see a comic book writer they love like succumb to poverty or like or, or have to give up yeah. their work yeah. uh, to do something else that like maybe has, has health insurance so you know what it's it could be worse <laughs> It could be much worse mm-hmm. uh, for, you know, than then seeing your favorite independent comic books become TV shows. Mm-hmm. But uh, but the point being, there's a comic for everybody out here. And, uh, you know, like if you love new characters and Batman and seeing the Bat family expand beyond the reaches of space itself, you know, there it is. Right. But if you like Batman as it is, boom, Batman book and not just Batman. If you like classic 80s, like kind of old school stuff, there's not less last Ronin. If you like really like kind of hoity sci-fi you know realistic you know stephen kingy stuff there's primordial there's like there's enough there's enough books out there if you like classic 90s spawn i read king spawn number four it's just spawn 
it, it's, it really? it's just spawn like it's a spawn it feels the most like like spawn 87 like it just feels like a spawn comic mm-hmm. book um but with like a kind of driving force yeah and and, and it's just and the sky's the limit you know yeah. you, and you wouldn't be able to get things like the me you love in the dark or the nice house in the lake yeah. or, or supergirl 20 years ago no for sure and like it seems like it's overwhelming sometimes. Of course, and it like, is. It's even overwhelming for me. Like, there's definitely books I I would like to check out because, yeah. like, right now, like, John Stewart's like one of the main Green Lanterns, and I just have not had a chance to really check out Green Lantern. And like, I saw it come up this week, and I was like, Yep, it was on I'm, my list. I'm like eight books behind, but you know what? Like, it's only eight books. I can do eight books. Yeah, I can do eight books, especially with the holidays coming. I can do eight books. So totally. What I recommend, if you don't already do this, like even in your phone, just make a little list of yeah. like, just some things that it's like, I want to make sure I read these sometime, right? Like, don't look at it as like, a, oh my gosh, this is like over, like, well, right? Because like, it's, fu- it's supposed to be fun. You it's, know, it's, not, be fun. it's not work. But like, you will forget things over time. Like, Easily. If you don't like make a, like, a notation someplace, mm-hmm. you're going to forget about them because there's just so much out there. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't sample whatever you can of it. Totally. Because you don't know. Yeah. It's like, Shang-Chi, why'd I pick it up? Because I knew there was a movie coming out. And it was a new number one. I was like, let me at least check it out a yeah, little bit. Yeah, because we do I, a show about comics. And I but then it became a book you love. love. It. Yeah. Freaking love it. Like Supergirl, like, why did I pick this up? Because I like Bill Kazevli and I like many Tom King stories. Yes. Um, but really it was because I was like, I really love her work and I don't get to see it an awful lot. And no. like again, has turned out to be one of my favorite books. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, your favorite cat lawyer is back. He <gasps> says, looking forward to Devil's Reign. That's the new Chip Zdarsky uh, Marvel event, but was disappointed to see Ben Riley in the promos instead of Peter. Ben's okay, but feels narratively unsatisfying. There's no friggin' way that it was written with Ben. The fact is, they changed gears. They made it Ben. That was an amazing decision. I'm sure that Zdarsky knew, because he's a you know, he's a big wheel down at the Cracker Factory, uh, to... <laughs> uh, that, that Ben was going to take over, but I'll bet he wrote it with Pete in mind because narratively he's been setting that up. Like he's been, he's been showing you their relationship, Pete and, and Matt's relationship in his daredevil run since he started. So it would, it feels like a missed opportunity to just say, to just marvel it up and go, who gives a shit if Ben's in charge? And then devil's reign takes place some other time. Who cares? You know, you made me have to do a bunch of King and black tie-ins in my daredevil book. Well, now I'm doing this. If Ben Riley is anything like our Ben and he were in charge, this whole building would be on fire. That's true. <laughs> but uh, yes, it does feel narratively unsatisfying. I was disappointed as well. Uh, I will say, uh, by the way, pitch out there. I talked about this on TikTok and I'll tell you, say it again here. Um, I would like to see people were saying like, oh man, Chip Zdarsky should do Amazing Spider-Man. And he's like, fuck that. And I'm like, fair enough. I don't blame him. I would never want to do Amazing Spider-Man, which is a lie. I would totally do it. But that being said, um, what instead Chip should do is at very least a 12 issue maxi of a daredevil Spider-Man ongoing a la Superman, Batman or the world's finest where it's just a daredevil Spider-Man book. There used to be one uh, Marvel Knights actually published it and they got some great Alex Ross art and some other, and I think Casada drew one uh, with Alex Ross. That's like one of the covers, but uh, there should be another daredevil Spider-Man ongoing series. And like, you could have different prolific artists and writers like work on it, you know, like Zdarsky does the first arc, obviously, but you could have like Charles soul or Mark Wade or like any, you know, fan favorite daredevil writer jump in and do it or Spider-Man writer for that mm-hmm. matter. Anyway, that's just a pitch 
but it doesn't have anything to do with creativity. So I'm just going to go for it. No, they should also, as we were talking about today, someone on Twitter asked me, like, they're like, what was that magazine, Doctor Strange, like one shot that you really liked? And I was like, oh, I know what you're talking about. It's into Shambhala for sure. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so, of course, I added J.M.D. Mateus, who was the like, because I, I was like, if you can find it, it's a great read because it is a little harder to find. Not impossible, but it is a little harder. Well, it was an original graphic novel from like 1987 or something. So, yeah. you know, it's but not exactly in print right now. I really like that story it's very different it's very dematteus the art's really out there and, I, and I, it's just real good right yeah. but dematteus was like i don't know why marvel won't republish it and i'm like that's a great question because like i would love to have my original edition and i'd love to have a new edition of oh that. totally you do for that matter have two copies of it one signed by dematteus another one not signed yeah i feel like that's like saying like that's that's just i wasn't gonna do that flex no, I, it's like I'll do hi it. it's real hard to find but i have two but I have two. Well, the, the reality was I just bought you two. And I like, was like, I, oh, there's one. Pixelated sunglasses Deal come down this. on my face. Deal with it. Damn right. <laughs> Swordfish 97. Can't watch right now. Uh, well, thanks very much for well, hanging out with that's us. That's okay. Uh, Riv Wilson. Big love for Off the Rack. Thank you very much, well, Thank Riv. you so much. Uh, Elijah Bowers. Woo. Thanks for the great content. Anytime, well, thank Elijah. You. Thank you for being here, man. Um, so, yeah. Uh, um, that's all I read. You? Um, I think that's it. Cool. Then we, we can talk about Spider-Man. I shamed you this week. Yeah, that's fine. I'll you, read. You usually shame me. I will catch up. You will. You'll, eventually. You'll, you'll, you'll destroy me. Yes. Uh, yeah. That I being said, uh, let's jump into some recommendations. Wait, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, and then we'll talk about the thing. And then we'll talk about the trailer. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Did you just say that? No. Okay. Uh, okay. So Amazing Spider-Man 79 comes out. I think I'm off this ride. I just can't anymore. But it's Craven. Craven versus Ben, ben Riley. Craven's wait, which Craven is it? <sighs> which Craven do you think it is? It oh, it better be the that clone well, thing. Well, I, I hope it is. Because like, I don't know. I mean, like, listen, Craven's dead. But now there's a clone that looks and acts just like real Craven. Right. Craven's back. Well, he's he's always been around. This clone was running around as Craven. Who knows? Yeah. I will say, uh, the only thing that's making me kind of like excited is that. They're crediting Patrick Leeson on story along with Kelly Thompson and, and Zeb Wells and Siladim. I don't know who the hell wrote this thing. Well, we're going to have to find out. But I, I really don't like any of the stuff that's been happening over the last two issues. So I'm like, yeah. I think it's not them. Go down. It's Ziglar. Oh. I don't know who that is. And I, I can't well, recommend this book. Give it a shot. You know? Well, I'll read it. We'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, it, it, for those of you who are excited, Donny Cates' run on Hulk is starting. So Hulk number one comes out with uh, Ryan Otley drawing it. We'll see how long you last on this. Okay. Uh, DC versus Vampires number two is coming out. I can't believe you're recommending this. Why not? I don't know. Well, this will be the big, like, you know, make it or break it. For okay. Me. But, uh, but, you know, DC versus Vampires. Why not? Why not? You know, uh, Harbinger number two comes out from Valiant. This is from Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly and Robbie Rodriguez. I enjoyed the first issue enough. I'm like, hey, I'm going to read the next one. We'll see how it goes. Nice. It's pretty cool. X-Men number five. Yay! X-Men number five. It's Jerry Duggan, Javier Pina. Let's check it out. Right? Um, I like this. I like this team. I like this X-Men team. Yes. Quite a bit. Dope. Task Force Z, I'm going to give you another shot. I won't. I will. I'll give you another shot. Give it a try. I liked DC versus Vampires more. Yeah. But I'll give this at least one more. This shot. is in continuity because Mr. Bloom's in it. I'm I like, know, but I he's just... a joke in it, though. I know. I know. Meh. Fe. You Feh. might say, but I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah. 
the weirdest you know i said my favorite book might be supergirl the weird tiffany did read dark hold wasp and she already <laughs> talked about it feel free to go back yeah and go check back it out. um <laughs> i have sass um batman reptilian number six is coming out the weirdest book i've read all year yes there are weirder books out there for sure this book baffles me batman reptilian number six 32 pages five dollars no ads garth ennis liam sharp the book is over after this, this is it i means... i am so uh obviously we're not shooting off the, our back issues this week over on youtube.com slash comic pop but we are shooting the following week so uh but you won't miss a, you won't notice. we'll just do this one for christmas because no one asked for it and no. it's literally probably the worst gift i can give well, we are recording the next episode of back issues in two weeks so mm -hmm. that gives you plenty of time for you to bone up on your batman <laughs> reptilian because that's what we're shooting next hey garth let me reach out to you and get like a real idea as to why you why where, where did this book come from yeah we should just ask because this is just such a like it's not like I don't, there's just there's like a couple of things where I'm like, how? Where did this where did this little spark come from? Right. Where did the spark come from? Uh, DC offered me a whole bunch of money and I to do a Batman book. So I said, sure. And so I what I did was I did the comic book equivalent for drawing a penis on your face. <laughs> yeah, that's what his answer was. I think I want to like give him a high five. <laughs> I feel like that's like the that's the closest thing to a real answer you're going to get. So, yeah, that's coming out. And then also the death of Doctor Strange number three. Um, How was two? That we talked about this. You read it and we reviewed it on the show. But yeah. like Two. You weren't sure, right? It's like we're yeah. gonna see. You still weren't sure if this this, this is like a joke or not. No, there was like there was like an element to it where it was like you know there's something hunting the magical beings of this world. Where I was like, yes, the ending. You were like, whoa, that's cool. No, I was like, <laughs> this feels a little like way of the weird yes but it's definitely not the same thing no so we'll see where it goes jed mckay lee gear Gar garbit garbit i was trying to say something very like gerhardt mm -hmm. i don't know yeah no so that's it uh enzo Those are some things i'm recommending right enzo padilla says tim's better as robin padilla is a better character uh i disagree with you but that's fair well i mean there's no accounting well, no, you can't say that Dick is a better character than Tim. The Tim and Dick are equally no, great he characters. he is because he grew up. What? He he grew up and became his own person. And yeah, and then and Tim got marginalized by editorial. Wow. Uh, Eric Canty <laughs> says, I know a lot of people are upset about that Quentin Choir is getting redemption in X-Force since Morrison made him a monstrous incel. How do you feel that Krakoa era is giving every villain a second chance? Quentin Quire uh, has been given more than a few second chances, but I will say that um, I think that while I'm not reading that and I don't know what the redemption for Quentin is, I think it is more productive to if Quentin Quire was designed to be an incel or the equivalent thereof. Mm -hmm. I think it is more productive to have him grow and change and evolve as a person because like traditionally and historically incels are painted as younger and like kind of stunted. And if you take that kind of character and prove that they can grow out of it, that's much more productive than saying like, if you are this way, you are doomed to be that way forever. As opposed to like Sabretooth is like a mass murdering psychopath. You well, that's know, why like, he got put in a hole. Right. But like, he's been a hero too. And they, they, they've done like redemptions for him. But like, I think there's actually like a natural progression of redemption, or at least there should be if you're creating an incel, because then at least it gives you the hope well, of being able to grow out of it. Yes. And I, 
from what I've read with him in it, which I honestly did not get a chance to check out that issue this week. Um, they gave a little more thought to it. Like he was definitely making changes every time he died and came back. Yes. And like, he has a relationship now and like, you know, he's on a team. And so like they gave him reasons for doing it. And then when you look at like apocalypse, whether, however you feel about that, like they gave him reasons for what he was doing. Yeah. And so like his like redemption isn't really a redemption as much as it was him. Like, like doing a, a self-serving task yes like he wanted to do this thing and he did it and right. so if you call that redemption fine <laughs> sinister has received zero redemption yes you know gorgon right yes but he died and came back different right so he's changed he's not really the same person technically so. um although i can't remember if they said that like some of that's like worn off or what happened i think it did i think it did with, um, with him yeah but you know so, some of these characters like yeah, like they've just kind of handed them some redemption for sure. Mm -hmm. But when you get to like when it comes down to it, like the mutants, like they go back, you know, it's bad, not bad. Like, whatever. Yeah. we haven't seen necessarily a redemption for um, like, the Shadow King. No, but or Beast. <laughs> Beast. Why Is, you, yeah. Why you like this? <laughs> you gotta be like that. I don't know. No redemption for Beast. No. At, at this point, forget it. Hudson Curry, have you guys read Are You Afraid of Dark Side? Because that Phantom Stranger story might have been my favorite comic story short of all time. It's literally sitting at home. Yeah. Just waiting for us. It's just waiting. We're for getting me. there. We're getting there. I, we, of course, I had to get that. Yeah. Because what a great name. It's just funny as hell. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Uh, there's more. Hang on. There's uh, more. There's more because John Ty says thoughts on Sword ending with issue 11. Is that what's happening? I hope not, but quite possibly. Is that what's happening? I haven't been paying attention to anything this week. Yeah. This is a, like last week was a long week for me. Right. Sword issue. <laughs> Sword. You 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 keep talking. Ignore me. Well, so uh we're gonna jump into a little bit of a talk about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer from like a week ago. Uh it's uh, you know, more speculation, more discussion about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. I've I, we've we've gone on record talking about like how the hype machine for Spider-Man No Way Home has gone completely off the rails. Uh, some people are talking about how there's more anticipation for these trailers and these movies than like ever before in any other movie. And I think I think I have a I, I think I have a theory about why and or why it's perceived that way um, because I remember and as do you mm -hmm. uh, the 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 for what I for what I still consider the gold standard of speculation and hype which is Star Wars episode 1 the Phantom Menace. Like the 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 trailer for that movie how like in the fledgling days of the internet people were desperately looking like to watch that over and over and over again people were buying tickets for movies that they weren't even going to go see just to see the trailer itself you know, like they people imagine you know like the, the the no way home trailers viewed like you know 10 million times imagine people literally paying money to see a trailer uh, plus, you know, Star Wars being absent from the public consciousness for like 20 years. You know, there's a lot of neat like stuff associated with that. Um, I think that the reason why there's so much hype around this phenomenon is because of the gap year known as 2020 mm -hmm. and just this this dearth of big endgame-esque announcements and hype. The fact that also we crested after endgame, we got we got like this this conclusion of like what is essentially considered to be like a 10 year long you know phenomenon slash arc and people are hungry for the next thing as is the case with any kind of like 
consumable entertainment, you know, just based on Game of Thrones or any other kind of like streamable entertainment. So I can imagine the people who are used to, accustomed to the hype surrounding Endgame and Marvel, uh, you know, coming to a conclusion. A lot of people were not ready for it to be over or they're looking for the next thing. And combined with spending a year not getting movies and not getting new stuff and just desperately clinging to some kind of like thing to be excited about. Spider-Man is, and what crystallized it for me was somebody making a fan poster where they're like, what people's expectations of No Way Home is. And it's just this poster of like Spider-Man in the front and like every character in movies ever in the background, Mm -hmm. like Iron Man and Jaws and Godzilla and like just, just everything. And I'm like, right, because they want this experience to be this kind of like, here's, here's what you've been hoping for Mm -hmm. because no way home is de facto. Like it's a third Spider-Man movie. Tom Holland's teasing it as maybe his last one, which is I think total horseshit, you know, but like there's a lot of like, there's a lot of hype, a lot of bullshit. And we're dealing with movie studios, which are like run by monsters and they're like happy to stoke the flames or encourage people to freak out or, you know, maybe even deliberately leak trailers or information themselves. Like there's, so they're not immune to, if not like, against the idea of artificially manufacturing hype themselves because of the year when nobody made any money. <laughs> so I feel right. like, you know, if this is just, you know, think about the hype that surrounded far from home. I feel like it's, the, it should be the exact same thing. Uh, despite the fact that like there's speculation slash pretty much certainty that like Toby Maguire is going to come back, you know, which like, yay, I guess. Um, but that being said, you know, there's also a movie they made, which is a narrative story that was constructed by a million people and is a miracle that it happened at all so here it is um but anyway that's why i think like there's so much hype it's just because i think people are just like hyper sensitive to and desperate for something to be hyped about as opposed to it being like just the best spider-man movie ever made you know what i mean right so that's i think where we are uh but that's that's just to talk about like the the trailer metatextually uh we're gonna talk about metatextual it's metatextual but we'll talk about that in a minute by the way did sword get canceled so i see that there's a a couple articles a bleeding cool article oh bleeding cool they're a bastion of integrity back in october and the issue is that like there's no solicitations for Mm, them in january which isn't really anything for sword or, or excalibur yeah um and like the names of like the issue the final frontier question mark mm. for sword um sword um <laughs> and it being 32 pages mm. possibly there and then excalibur other world falls could possibly be the end as well yeah um which just indicates to me that hickman's exit has spelled certain doom yeah um because, like, for me, I'm like, yes. Could Excalibur come to a close? Yeah. Sure. They could absolutely do that. No they could problem. cancel because, the book, absolutely. Well, no, because they've had a long run. Yes. This would be, like, issue 25 or 26. 26 like, I they've think, had right? quite, quite the, quite quite the, the run. run, right? Sword would be at 11. Yeah. Not as much of a run. Plus, like, it only... It's less... That means it's, that it come out, it's been out for less than a year. Yes, and also tied in to yeah. too many tie-in events right so so it never really got like 12 issues yeah 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 yeah. which that to me says more like they're just like all right well we'll just we, after inferno we gotta relaunch this whole thing yeah sounds about right but we'll see mm-hmm. we'll see because like some things are like getting like you know like marauders getting an annual mm-hmm. some things will maybe relaunched yeah i don't know 
I don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just going to read the books and just enjoy <laughs> and the just, journey. Just enjoy the ride. Uh, Carl <laughs> Maxey says, uh, Sal and Tiffany, what do you think about a Spider-Man event similar to Three Jokers where Norman Osborn helps Peter get over the trauma of Ben's death? I'd read it as long as it was drawn by Jason Fabok. That'd be fine with me. So let's jump into this trailer. Uh, you know, talking about like what it is, what it means, what it's suggesting. Um, they're getting more brazen. And here's the thing about this in, in terms of like, you know, I talked about why people are hyped about this movie, why these trailers are like, you know, insane. Yeah. Uh, I, I also feel like the the hype for this is precedented, but also it hasn't been precedented for the last like two years. So maybe they should just leave it alone. Like you had a trailer, people lost their minds, mm-hmm. you know, people lost their jobs. Um, Maybe that's all you need. You don't need any more. Mm-hmm. Like maybe don't, tell anyone what's happening but now i'm seeing not just this trailer but tv spots that give you a few seconds more of scenes in the trailer and i'm like what are you doing stop giving the goddamn movie away yeah like i appreciate the trailer because the trailer needs to be there so i know the movie exists i appreciate that thank you very much you set me up and now like i'm just hyped to see the movie right and also they make these awful uh, posters that also tell you the movie's coming out which you don't need like that's fine but like i i don't know like i think in a in a world of like literally like there's something for everybody yes and you'll find it because you can talk to anyone and everyone right? yes like, and just, get anything it, everywhere and that's fine and like good on you for like being able to like find a community or like a group of people or like just one person yeah, who agree with you and echo your yeah, opinion exactly but like i they think there are literally just some people out there that the entire joy of yes. the movie experience is guessing it before the <laughs> happens. And I mean that like and I'm not like I'm not trying to go off like a big jerk because that's not how I No, I, you're right. But I think that's that, absolutely right. That is very much like that's the joy they get is they just want to be right. Yeah, they about... don't want to enjoy the movie or read us or hear a new story. They just want to be right. Right. They just they just want to be correct. They wanted to have, have to an invisible audience that couldn't care less if they were right or not. Right. And that's fine. That's just not my movie going experience. Right. Like I because how often have you been like in that situation where you thought you were right and you told everybody you were right. And then at the end of it, uh, you were right. And everyone you told you were right, uh, told you, you were right. And that you were awesome. Yeah. Like and zero then, and people then they, and literally, they, and it never they happened. literally actually lifted me up on their shoulders. Yeah, and, everybody clapped. And like, and like strangers, like, you Oh know, yeah. Tip their their hats and and, <laughs> and and offered you their uh you know their firstborn child right yeah now is it fun to like speculate sure but there's something about speculation and like just getting excited yes. um that's like very different in my version i yes. guess of it than like being like i know exactly what's gonna happen like oh would it be cool if this happened like whatever do i sit in the movie and sometimes while i'm watching the movie like go like oh i think this is where this is going or, yeah oh i think i know what's coming next right sure we all do that yeah that happens kid. when you read that's just or what watch happens, movies right yeah but like i want to go to the movie because like i want a competent storyteller to take me on a cinematic adventure right um where maybe i don't know all the twists and turns yeah because that's... like they're getting paid a lot of money and yeah they, and, and to do that to do that and you know, maybe I guess something here or there, fine, or some you guess something here or there, whatever. But like at the end of the day, like I just I want to go on an adventure, yeah, that is, that is distinctly different than my own life, right? And whether that adventure be, you know, putting on a red and blue tight onesie, um, and web swinging around the city, 
mm-hmm. or like being involved in like a heist or like a political drama or like traveling to like another world or time or country or what have you like sometimes i just i don't need to know every iota before i get into it like, i'd rather not yeah like i just rather not the only thing sometimes i want to know is does the dog die? Right. That's <laughs> that I would like to know. Sometimes I need to know that information. I don't spoil myself because usually that's impossible to find out. I think I think there is a does the dog die website there though. Is. But like, yeah, that's something I'd like to know. <laughs> Just to get myself out of that situation. But even then, like the tension you feel is real and palpable and why we make movies. So anyway, uh, we, we show you some things that I've desperately wanted to see since like the formation of this universe, sure. which is Spider-Man swinging around New York, goddamn city and being Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing like a little bit of an extension of like him swinging with like MJ and showing her the ropes and having fun. And we can see him in the subway. The and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. The, the, or the webs for that matter. Uh, but we're really pushing like the whole like you like this trailer knows you saw the last trailer because they're like you know that spell that whole thing about like how the first trailer was all about him wanting his identity erased Mm -hmm. so they do a spell yeah we're moving on the the spell it created a spider verse or whatever it it made doc ock show up and so doc ock shows up and he's like fighting spider-man and then the green goblin shows up and he's like and then electro shows up and he's like oh i've got like uh uh new suit with like my mask that comes out but it's not a mask it's energy and people are excited and uh, and so am i uh we see that spider-man the mcu the mcu spider-man goes through more suit changes than friggin' queen amidala and uh <laughs> you know whatever like good for them i guess i know they got to sell the action figures and stuff and you know what it's fun to see spider-man wear that suit but i'm the, i'm the person who literally like when the homecoming suit came out i'm like well you did it i'm good now yeah and they keep changing it i'm like stop going back (laughs) just give me the homecoming suit again i just want the little red fat spider on the back with the stumpy legs and they're like no we did that no but like that's what i want to see yeah but you got it it's over right but not every spider-man issue has a different costume in it um but anyway uh there's also some speculation that we'll have on on this i'm sure you know doc ock alfred molina from spider-man 2 fights tom holland spider-man and uh, his arms are the same as they were in the last movie until they're not and they get like some some red and gold iron manny looks uh you had a great theory which i don't think is the is the, is the fact unfortunately which is that like the longer they stay here the universe morphs around them to make it so they are here that's that's just what I usually go to. Is that that I'm like, yes. Right. Like, Oh, Doc Ock is here for too long. So like his arms go from being like invented by him to being invented by Stark. And yep. you know, he's got a whole origin. Yeah. He was a, a disgruntled like villain from Tony Stark's blah, 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 blah. But no, he's stealing the nanotech from, from Tom's suit, which I think is cool because like, I think that they've gotten the idea that like most people are kind of done with that iron spider suit. And so they're like, here's an in canon way to get rid of it and not have to explain where it went because it's like nanotech and it's like you could hide it in your thumbnail like who cares yeah now it's like doc ock takes it and also allows him to have arms that can be broken but repaired you know because like if if let's say three spider-man pulled his arms out he'd just be done (laughs) um but yeah so we got to see that uh you know he's fighting he's he fights tom uh we there's a there's clever editing in this trailer to suggest that tom and like the scooby gang are going to team up with doc ock i don't think that's true uh but you know whatever Uh, there's a cute interaction between mj and dr strange which i really enjoy 
Um, I, I don't know why Doctor Strange would employ children to do anything, much less like hunt supervillains. So again, I think this is misdirect. I think the trailer is just edited to be around well, that. We'll see. Because I mean, here's the thing: it's either one thing. It's it's misdirection, which good on you for misdirecting. Please people. do, yeah. Misdirect all all you want. Um, or they just continue the grand history of not quite knowing what to do with Doctor Strange. Right. <laughs> well, I think if the MCU, if 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 this movie upholds the noble tradition of uh, all MCU movies except for Doctor Strange knowing what to do with Doctor Strange more, that would be fine. Movie. That's um, fine because that that is true. Yeah. Give give him back the yellow gloves. Yeah. He Hashtag them, yellow gloves. He like, had them one time. Yeah, the one time. Also, his shirt had the uh, had the Vishanti look just, on it. And they're just like, hey, you know what? Nah. Yeah. Uh, I I have every belief, by the way, because Spider Man gets like a fun magic suit, which is like black and gold, and you know he can conjure kind of like magic or wrist thingies like Doctor Strange can. My assumption is that uh, maybe he like because there's gold. I assume he like melted a sling ring. And like it infused it into his nice. suit. Or they something. had that cube thingy. They had the cube thingy. I don't know what the cube thingy is, but I'm excited because like I know there's going to be a scene. Mm. And I say I know this. I mean I'm not. I don't at all. Where Doctor Strange is going to say to Spider Man, um, "You're going to have to like, you know, fight these these villains and then send them back to their home universe. Uh, and you're going to have to conjure the you're going to have to conjure the magic using using this symbol. And I hope you can be able to do this. And Spider Man's going to go, yeah, I think I can manage." Like, I think we're going to get that moment where the two of them do this and it's going to be really cute. Um, That'd be nice. I think so. Uh, obviously, also, the twist is that, like, some of them all died while fighting Spider-Man. And so, to, like, the implication of the trailer is that, like, MCU Spider-Man has a fundamental problem sending people to die. And so that becomes, like, a point of contention between him and Doctor Strange. I'm a fan of that idea. I, I like the idea of, like, we've established that with uh, this Spider-Man when he fought Vulture mm -hmm. and Quentin, for that matter, where he's like, I like I will it's not enough for me to like let you perform a noble sacrifice like I'm going to do whatever I can to save you yeah. but, like the life is important uh, I like that a lot um you know also I remember hearing some kind of like spoiler about the Statue of Liberty being reconstructed to have a shield like America is so not over Captain America being gone that they're literally going to replace like either the book or the torch with a shield so like that's where the climax takes place in a big in a big fight on the Statue of Liberty, um, which brings to another meta point that I really like, which is, hey, this is a Spider-Man movie that might take place all in New York. That'd be fun. That's something I've ha I've wanted but to see. But they're on a train. They are on a train and then like an, an open countryside. And like not like a subway. No, but I think that's I think that's portals. I think that they, they I think there's going to be a Doctor Strange Spider-Man fight that'll be like five minutes or less mm -hmm. in which they're going to jump through portals and end up in like fun little like Easter egg locations. Uh, and then and, but the whole thing, I think this is like their way of being like, here's Spider-Man in New York. We're going to put two Spider-Man, two other Spider-Man in this movie, probably only at the climax for about two and a half minutes. I guess we'll see. But we'll see. I have no idea. Um, we see so we get some fun like you know monologues from like green goblin a lot of people were talking about how um you know people are like man this spider-man is not prepared for green goblin and i'm like you know he has that he you know he has instant kill on his suit right like he killed like a lot of monsters and stuff i think he could deal with a 65 year old man who thinks he's a goblin yeah but he 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 went up against thanos <laughs> 
that being said, I, I, I am excited for him f dealing with, with Osborne. Like, I like the idea of him fighting Osborne in this uh -huh. movie. I think Osborne is... No, no, no. Because, like, it's... that's the thing where it's like, hey, well, Osborne's a fun villain that I've been hoping to see this Spider-Man fight. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting, an Osborne that doesn't necessarily have the emotional connection. Yeah. Like, he can usually use that against him. Right. But, like, Peter's going to be like, Fuck you. Who cares? Why are you a goblin? That doesn't make any sense. You look like a Power Ranger. And he's like, oh, fine. I'll get rid of the mask then. Which he clearly does in one of the shots. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm hyped for this movie, but not because of this trailer. The trailer shows me a lot of neat stuff, and I had I, I had a chuckle or two. But, yeah. um, but I'm just hyped for this movie because I like Spider-Man, and I want to see a Spider-Man movie. And, you know... I had my other Spider-Man movies. I, I don't need to have other Spider-Man in this movie, but if they're going to be there, it'll be neat. Yeah. You know, it'll be fun. And I love Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. So I'd be, I'd love to see him. Spider-Man. Yeah, again. Like, again, talk about like a guy who just, oh, every person who seems to play Spider-Man. Well, at least the last two, I can't say for sure. I don't know. enough. Tobey Maguire hated being Spider-Man and he would, the, the only reason why he'd be Spider-Man now is if they paid him a dumb truck of money. Well, okay. So like Andrew Garfield and, um, Tom Holland. Tom Holland just seemed to love. Yeah, they seem to like the character. Just, and they seem to like. They just want to. I, I get to be Spider Man. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I mean, you know, uh, I'm I'm excited. You know, and as much as I like don't agree with the hype machine, I, I'm excited to see like some cameos. Mm -hmm. You know, like if if Daredevil is in this this movie as Matt Murdock as an attorney who defends him mm -hmm. for the equivalent of three minutes. I'm fine with that. Number one, I want Charlie Cox Daredevil in the MCU. Yes. Number two, I really like Daredevil and Spider-Man teaming up. Even if Daredevil doesn't appear, it's fun to have that like implication in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, and number three, it hurts nobody to have there being a lawyer and have it be Matt Murdock. Right. Like that's not necessarily, it's fan service, but it also works in conjunction with the movie. I'm it is, it is really funny though, that like clearly happy's there. Right. So like, you'd think that like, you know, Pepper would know about this and like, and get one of like their high powered. With, they'd have to go with, with Matt Murdoch. Right. I'm free. Yeah. I'm free. I'm a, yeah. I get paid in chickens and, 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 you know, peanut butter sandwiches. You mean to tell me the pots estate did not help them with like one of their high, high priced Stark lawyers. But I like that idea because I love the, and, and I'll bet they even like kind of hand wavy it in a thing where they open it and it's like the pots are like, I got to turn my back on you. No. I don't know if you killed anybody. No, I think it would just be like he probably approached them. Mm. Oh, you mean Daredevil does? Yeah, yeah, Matt. Yeah. And like, and you know, Aunt May's like, I I I don't have a lot, so yes. Let's yes, do we're this. yes, okay, come on. Yeah. And maybe she'll make a wheat cake or two. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Uh Jameson's in this movie. That's exciting. Yeah. Especially because it gives J.K. Simmons an opportunity to play a different kind of J. Jonah Jameson. Mm -hmm. I love J. Jonah Jameson. I love J.K. Simmons Jameson. I feel like he was, he, he he's in a weird place in Spider-Man 3. I don't like that one as much as I like the other, the first two. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm excited to see like this version of Jameson. It's neat. What I would like to see, and not honestly, because I want this to be a, a real movie. Yes. But like, I kind of want that, you know, the um, end of Spider-Verse and also the meme of the two Spider-Men. Yes. But it's, pointing. it's two different Jamesons. <laughs> Give me pictures of Spider-Man. You give me pictures of Spider-Man. Pictures? What, what, do you, what year is this? <laughs> give me video of Spider-Man. Yeah, that'd be fine. 
I take I that. I don't really want I that. I don't really want that. No. Um, I just kind of want that as like an, an online Easter egg. Yes. Um, let's let, uh, do you think that Daredevil is in this movie? Yes or no? You asked me this before. I don't know. No, She-Hulk. We talked about She-Hulk. Oh, right. Is Daredevil in Spider-Man No Way Home? Yes or no? I say yes. I want yes, but I feel like no. Okay. Uh, will there be, will Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire come back to be Spider-Man in this movie? I think yes. I think yes. Uh, will at the end in a post credit scene, the Fantastic Four show up? <laughs> you ask me all the hard questions here. Because I think since John Watts, the director of this movie, is doing the Fantastic Four movie. And because at the end of Far From Home, there's a sequence that says one, two, three, and then question mark on the subway wall that they were implying Fantastic Four. I think that this is the movie because the last movie ended it with a secret invasion tie-in that this movie will 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 definitively say the Fantastic Four are multiversal explorers and they end up back here through the cross rift as a result of the Spider-Man crossover. I don't think they'll cast necessarily all of them. I think it'll be either like a ship or one person, but I think they're coming through this. Okay, what if instead to tie it in, but we don't actually get a Fantastic Four reference necessarily. We don't get the Fantastic Four actors it's like, in it. It's like Sword, because obviously Sword exists. Yep. And they get like a blip. Yeah. And they're like, what the hell is that? And they're like, I'll be honest with you, it looks like a surfboard. Right. Oh. <laughs> That'd be fine with me. 100%. I'm okay with Silver Surfer. But yeah. Um. Anyway, that's it. Oh, uh, any, any Doctor Strange hopes in this one? I just hope that like he's like fun and responsible, like that like we solidify him more as like the role he's supposed to be in because he's been playing fast and loose depending on what movie we're in because there's almost no real consistency across his appearances and things. <laughs> True, yeah. Um, but like with at least him having direct interaction in the Avengers movies with Peter, hopefully looking tethered to that, mm -hmm. keep it going in that capacity. But yeah. like, it feels like Wong is more in charge mm -hmm. than strange is. And like, listen, that's fine. Like all power to him. Like I love the guy who plays Wong. I think he does such a good job. Yes. His um, name is Wong. Yeah. <laughs> it's Benedict Wong, I think. Um, but, um, you know, I, I wish they could just get a, a firm grasp on where they would like to take Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to get that. There, no. But you are you getting another Spider-Man? Are you getting another Doctor Strange movie where yeah. he gets to do that? Hopefully, hopefully they just have some fun. Yeah. I think it'd be kind of fun and poetic if the Fantastic Four showed up in this since Spider-Man's first issue had the Fantastic Four in it. Mm -hmm. That it's like they get to they get to do that. Yeah. Um, there are five members of the Sinister Six in this movie. They are not necessarily all members of the Sinister Six, but Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Sandman, Lizard, and Electro are in this movie, as according to this trailer. Yeah. Is Venom the sixth member of the Sinister That's Six, I, or I, will Venom show I up in this movie? I made a joke about that. Will Venom be in the movie? I say 100% yes, Venom's in this movie. Whether it's a post credit scene or, a scene, or an actual scene in the movie, I, I'm, not, I'm not calling that, but I'm saying Venom's in the movie. Yeah, I could I could see them doing that at least as a post credits or like something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. So I'm saying yes to Daredevil, the Fantastic Four, all three Spider Men. You saying yes to it all? Yeah, 
I think they're desperate. I think they're, I think, I think this is the first Sound movie in, all. I think this is the first movie in 2021 to make a billion dollars. Here's, here's what sucks folks why can't we just get craven as a villain i don't <laughs> know why him. i really want a whole movie with him no i want him the spider-man yeah that's what i want i want spider-man versus craven that's what i would like you know who should be the last of the six morbius oh no <laughs> I, I was gonna say absolutely not the rhino the rhino yeah What's paul giamatti's paul rhino. giamatti's rhino it's me <laughs> That's that's way too many. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because no, that'd be that'd be three <laughs> from each fr from both franchises, but not it'll, not Mysterio. I'm thinking Mysterio should be the. They the could. Member, it'd be amazing if it was Keaton. It was. Yeah, Vulture. it was Vulture, and he's like, "What are you doing? You, this is insane. You people are crazy. Yeah, look at how look at you. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. I'll take it all. I'll take it all and infinitely more. I think these people have." <laughs> Every, uh, I think they have a good grasp on what this is, despite like how ridiculous it is and how all over the place it yeah, seems. Yeah, yeah. I think this trailer is kind of like all over the place, but I also like, I appreciate the level of, you know, kind of like protection and weirdness that's going on. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. It's, it's, it's an exciting time. I forgot about Scorpion. Scorpion. Could. I don't think so. Gargan. I think, I think Gargan is a throwaway character. Ouch. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think they're going to hinge it on that. Who's the actor who plays Scorpion? They're not going to put his name on the marquee. You know what I mean? Like, he's an actor. He's been in things. Yeah. But he's not like a Jake Gyllenhaal or a Michael Keaton. Right, but like he could just show up. He could show up, yeah. But like, he's expensive. Because mm -hmm. he, if you're going to make him Scorpion, you got to make him look like Scorpion. You know, he's not just going to be a dude with a gun and a Scorpion tattoo. It's got to be a Scorpion. Maybe if you're going to spend Scorpion money, you got to have a, re you got to have like a bigger like you know more like asses and seats named actor to play the scorpion maybe it'll be um the red ghost and then i'll leave the theater there we go yeah now who should play the red ghost i'm thinking bill murray oh my god no but uh have you met my army of loyal super apes voiced by adam sandler i have to go we have to end this show let's go <laughs> Thanks a lot for watching, everybody. We'll see you guys next week with an all-new episode of Off the Rack. Will we? Next Monday. I'm I'm doing a lot of stuff. There's a lot there's a lot going on. But listen, before you go, don't forget to subscribe and uh, and do watch that. us elsewhere. Um, what are you doing? Uh, are you are you are you twitching? Yeah, at least tomorrow. All right, so go to Twitch.tv/slash/compop and watch. It's going to be later. I have to go to the dentist again. I'm going to yeah. be I'm going to be more numb than I was last time. All right, uncomfortably numb. I'm uncomfortably numb. Like actual water falling out of my mouth yeah numb. you 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 want to show up for that it's gonna be a good look it's for gonna me. be a good it's gonna be a good show <laughs> so check it out all right everybody thanks a lot for watching we'll see you guys next time with an all-new episode off the rack and don't forget to keep reading your comics because uh you know